Hello and welcome along to another episode of Anyway Back to the Wrestling. As always, my name is Ryan Gallagher and his name is Ryan Wilson. How you doing, mate? It has been a wonderful, wonderful week in the world in general, so I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a strange week, hasn't it? I feel uh, like... I feel like we're just waiting for the return of Ebola to just complete it. Honestly, like, what are we? We are in June. It's June mm-hmm. the 7th as we record this. Um, Sunday, June the 7th, early in the morning. I'm trying to get this recording out before um, NXT TakeOver in your house tonight. Speaking of which, we've been listening to uh, the B-Show, the Raw Report, uh, and those two pricks have called us out. As you've probably heard, we're having a best of five series um, sweeps. So we're going to do NXT TakeOver, then we're going to do the next pay-per-view, then the next TakeOver, and then the next pay-per-view, ending with match number five at SummerSlam this year to crown the inaugural Tag Team Champions of ESSR. Well, it's not, let's confirm that. We're not crowning the inaugural champions because there already is inaugural champions. There is us. We are the inaugural ESSR tag team champions they they come on and they said quite a lot of things they said that we claim to be this we claim to be that we don't claim a certain thing in the world mate we claim absolutely everything do you know why we claim everything because we are everything everything belongs to us everything successful belongs to anyway back to the rest to Ryan Gallagher to Ryan Wilson Ryan Squared we own the lot mate so people keep on and say oh the boys have made this claim that they're tag team champions they made that claim that they're the A show it's not a claim we have the facts back up yeah, maybe I misspoke. What I meant to say is the, the crowning ceremony will be at SummerSlam when we finally are like officially we get our titles. We are already the champions by the champions yeah. elect, but we will be crowned. It's trophy day in SummerSlam, if yes. you will. It's flag day when we raise the flag as the new champions. It's flag day at paradise, mate. And there's one thing I want to I want to pick up on. Um, there've been a lot of a lot of things said. There was a Twitter spat between us and the Raw Report during the week. We also had a bit of a, a run in with the the Alba Goo Craps Graps, whatever you want to call them. Um, what? What's that? I, exactly, mate. Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't count. You know, quite and say this show. Nobody listens to it. Right? Do you know why nobody listens to it? And, and I will give them their due. It was a good show when they bothered their ass. But then the pandemic hit and they went, oh, we can't record anymore because there's no Scottish wrestling. Sorry, there has been Scottish wrestling for years. You can research whatever you want to research. You can review a show if you want to keep your product going. You know, things keep ticking over. The world keeps ticking over. Podcasting keeps ticking over. But anyway, we'll forget about them. We're going to go back to the Raw Report because they made a Everybody claim. else has. Yes, exactly. They made a claim um, that we are a fortnightly show reviewing a weekly product. Um, that's not entirely true. We, we are working men. We have busy lives. You know, we don't all sit in our room like Ross and Jack having a wank to anime porn. We don't do that kind of stuff. We are busy men, right? We have time. Time is of the essence to us. So when we can record, as you said last week, the Brock Lesnar of podcasting, we are the the superior podcasters. And the funny thing is, they're like, we're here every single week. They didn't upload their show until Friday this week. It's all about the Friday, mate. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of which, just to go off a side topic there, anime porn, what's your take on it? 
Um, my, my take on it is um, I don't want to tell anybody what my take on it is. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it to myself. I can't do it, man. It's so weird. Mate, any sort of cartoon. Ryan, 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 Ryan. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, are not, we are not delving into that subject. Sometimes I need to be reeled in, so I apologise. It almost fell off a cliff there. And you, <laughs> you grabbed me by my, my collar and my shirt and you pulled me back. Thank you. We have something bigger to deal with right now. We have yes. we have the, the claims the claims from them that we have been handed these titles um, with a, an asterisk beside them. You know, we, we had handed them before you claim or before you conclude the league. Listen, see if you are in a position to be crowned champions at any point in the season. That is because you are the premier team. You are the elite team. And there's a reason you're at the top. The Raw Report could have been top. They could have been crowned champions. But you know what they had to do? They just had to win. That's all they had to do was win. They were top for a while. All they had to do was win. And they couldn't even do that. They could even win a shortened league. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of winning, here comes my picks. Round one, match yes. number one. Of... So I, I will run through these matches then with you, and you okay. can give us your your prediction. Okay, so this is NXT Takeover in your house, the seventh of June. We're going to kick off with the six women tag match: Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart going up against Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Who's your pick to win this match? I am going to go with the baby faces. Uh, I'm going to go with Mia Yim and Taking Knox and the third person. Yes, thank you. Um, mostly because at the last takeover, it was Taking Knox who got the heat on. Sorry, opposite way around. Um, Dakota Kai, who was victorious. Yep. Um, and then she attacked at the end. So Taking Knox needs a revenge. Also, I've got a feeling that right now they're going to do a lot of um, ABFs winning on this show. They've done it with WrestleMania because of the state of the world right now. So I've got a feeling this one's a kind of softball for them. I see the babyfaces winning. Good pick. So up next, we have the Prince, Finn Balor, going up against the fake Undertaker, Damien Priest. Who's your pick for that one? Aye, this is a Finn Balor win all the way. I, I'd be very surprised. Um, probably the most surprising result of the night if Finn Balor doesn't win this. I assume Finn's going to go on a challenge for the world title next, um, the NXT title. So either going to give him as much momentum as possible because I think he's going to be the guy who takes the title off of Adam Cole, which brings me to the next match. Adam Cole retains his title, Velveteen Dream. Goes to the main roster as of next week. Bold move, bold move. Um, next match then, NXT North American Championship. Keith Lee, the champion, up against Johnny Gargano. That's, that's probably the, the toughest one. Um, I'm going to go with Keith Lee, I think, because they're really high on him. Triple H really loves him. Uh, I don't think taking the title off him right now is a good idea. However, I understand that maybe they would take the title off him so he could go for the NXT title or he can maybe even be called up to the main roster. Uh, I don't know. Gargano also knows him and his wife are now the sort of the new heels. Um, it would be good to see them. 
with a title, but then again, I don't know. This is the toughest one. So I'm still thinking through it, but I'm going to go with Keith Lee. He's going to keep the title, I think, for a wee while longer. Cool. Up next then, NXT Women's Championship. The champion Charlotte Flair up against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, I'm going with Charlotte to keep this. I think she's going to keep it for a while. I think she's going to keep it right up until there's crowds again. I think Rhea Ripley is going to take it off her at one point. But I've got a feeling they're going to try and save that to maybe SummerSlam or maybe even Mania next year. Or maybe a rematch in front of a crowd. Have Charlotte keep it now because she's a big star. So her being the NXT champion sort of raises the, the standard in NXT women's division, I think. Um, they've got the big star, the, the, the prime women sort of thing, the, for lack of a bit better description. And I think she's going to have that title for a long time. And I think eventually Rhea Ripley will take it off her, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. And finally, um, this match, I've, I've left it to last. It might not be the main event, but for me, this is the main event. I'm so looking forward to this match. Tommaso Ciampa going up against the new guy, Karrion Cross. I mean, I, I hope this is the main event too. I don't think it will be, but... Um... I think Karen Cross has got to win this. I mean, it's his first NXT match. Uh, sorry, his first takeover match. Um, he's been destroying guys. You know, his his momentum's all time high. They want to keep him strong. Tommaso Ciampa can afford the lo- the loss. Um, and I, I think, I think that it's probably the most certain I am on any of the the matches uh, that of the, the outcome and I think this one's a pretty easy one uh, that Karen Cross is going to win it good stuff good stuff so that's your that's your picks in so we're going to go with the faces Mia Yim Tegan Nux and Shotzi Blackheart you get Finn Balor um, Karen Cross um, Keith Lee Charlotte Flair and Adam Cole yeah, but now as as you're reading them back to me, I realise that there's no title changes on the show. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Yep, I'm sticking with Stick. that. There's not going to be any title changes tonight. All the champions keep their gold. Stick with what you know. Good stuff. So that's us done. Then we can move on from this this charade that we have with these. And another thing I wanted to to, to pick up on, um, you've got both of them guys saying "fuck the council." Right, and and their show and their raw report because we both work for the council, okay. Um, Ross McLeod works in ASDA, right? The the biggest scamming artists in the supermarket world in ASDA. You go to ASDA and you can do the same shop you do now there, and it costs you fifty million quid more. And you've also got Jack Graham, who, despite saying or playing along with the fuck the council mantra, works for the government. The same the same body of work so if he's saying fuck the council he's really saying fuck the government which actually means he's saying fuck yourself Jack Graham <laughs> um, in his defence though not that I want to defend him I know a lot of people are saying fuck the government right now <laughs> to, to be fair I'm actually not disagreeing with what he's saying I just think he's a bit rich trying to play it off as the as yeah the, I know. Well, I understand. Aye. Aye, they can both get fucked. Everybody else can get fucked. We are the best show on the podcast. You're getting to see everybody step up and play. 
Exactly. Step up, step up and play, and we'll do the bouncy, bouncy on your head. Anyway, back to the wrestling. We're going to review SmackDown uh, from Friday night, the fifth of June. Um, tell us how this one kicked off, mate. Right. Well, this kicked off with uh, well, do you know what they've done? Which I noticed is I think they used to do way back in the day and they stopped doing it, uh, and. AEW does it now. Um, Dynamite's been doing it for a while, and I, I prefer it. So it kicks off by running down the card. It, so it says, you know, welcome to the show, then have all the pyro. Well, no pyro, but you know what I mean. All the fucking hot dogging and grandstanding. And then it's running down the card. So it just goes to Michael and Corey, and they just tell you what's going to happen on the show. Which I miss. I miss that they, they don't do that anymore. Um, so you know what we look for. So tonight we're going to have a tag team title match between Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, uh, Bailey, and Sasha. We are going to have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan in a well, not not in a match, but in a one-to-one confrontation. I don't know why they didn't just make a contract signing. It's the same idea. Uh, Miz and Morrison uh, are challenging, not challenging Braun Strowman, but they're going to make his life a living hell. That's, I don't know what that means. We'll, we'll find it, obviously, later, but it's sort of innocuous. Um, and I either run down the card, so the first thing to kick off the show is Jeff Hardy. He comes down to the ring. Uh, the recap, what happened last week, he got arrested, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he comes to the ring, cuts one of those you know heartfelt promos about how he didn't know what happened. He showed up to the arena, excited for the show, then before he knew it, um, he felt something... To take him out. He was unconscious. He woke up. Next thing he knew, cops were taking him away, and he smelled the booze. And he talked about how it hurt. Uh, the thought of relapse and hurt him and his family. Blah blah blah. The same shit. And do you know what, to be honest, I'm sick of it. <laughs> like, Aye. I'm sick of the whole. Oh, Jeff Hardy was a junkie. Oh, Jeff Hardy had problems. Oh, Jeff Hardy might relapse. Blah blah blah. It's been done to death. And I just, I've, I've said this before. Uh, last week when this angle started it's not that I'm offended by it I'm not like oh they shouldn't be using his personal life I understand that that's what they do and that's fine but it's just boring do something different um, so they do that Jeff Hardy cuts that in fairness to him he's trying his hardest it's a pretty good promo like he's acting is good he's believable enough it's just the whole angle is a bit done to death um, anyway basically says that he passed all the sobriety tests in the police station and they said that a witness said that a guy who'd done it had red hair red hair and a red beard and Hardy says well there's only one person that fits that description yeah, so he calls out Seamus Kevin De Bruyne she- no. well this is the thing when he says red hair and red beard I'm thinking is this just a twist and it's going to be Sami Zayn coming back nah <laughs> Nah. No, we'll get we'll put that one away now. Because <laughs> if Sammy James was going to come back last night or on Friday night, there he would have come back and kept his title, wouldn't he? <laughs> Before the thing was over. Aye, maybe. Aye, aye. So uh, Seamus comes out and basically says that Jeff's making excuses um, for his sobriety and he's just making shit up. Um, and that all these the fans that are cheering for him or whatever, supporting him are just enablers. Blah blah blah. Um, and then he says Jeff Hardy uh, is like his family down and mentions his wife and kid and then Jeff is hard enough so he takes his shirt off and runs down the ramp uh, they start fighting Seamus hits him with a bro kick on top of the, the stage and throws him off with those plexiglass barriers that the crowd are behind the crowd in quotation marks yeah um, 
and that's it. Jeff, uh, sorry, Jeff is laid out outside uh, of the ring, and Sheamus sort of walks away victorious. So I had a I had a problem with this. Um, I've I've always seemed to have a problem with things that happen on SmackDown, but I had a problem with this. So. Jeff Hardy comes out, cuts his promo, and he says that an eyewitness came forward and said that they they seen a guy leaving the scene with ginger hair, ginger beard, and that allowed him to let Jeff Hardy go. And then Seamus comes out, the ginger guy with the ginger beard comes out and basically says he's lying. I'm like, well, if he was lying, why would he be in the ring just now? Like, he, surely he wouldn't make up a lie like that, if he says it was a ginger guy and an eyewitness came forward and says it was a ginger guy that done it, Jeff Hardy wouldn't be there in the ring otherwise because that was that was how he got off it otherwise he'd still be in jail for doing it uh, look let's just put this to bed right now, let's stop trying to put logic and wrestling storylines because sorry, sorry. there's none um, and plus like if you really want to get into it, it could be like oh maybe he's on bail or maybe, you know, because he passed his sobriety test, he can't really hold him for drink driving if he's passed his breathing test and stuff, do you know what I mean? Mm, so there's a whole, a whole lot of technicalities you can get into, or we could just put it down to shitey wrestling storylines and just be done with it. <laughs> it, it was pish, to be fair. It was a pish storyline. Like, I, I got the point that they were trying to get, where they, they're trying to do this feel sorry for Jeff Hardy thing so he overcomes his demons and all that kind of stuff but he's fucking he's overcame the demons the demons are gone now let him get back to just being a wrestler forget the fact that he was a drinkie forget the fact that he liked a liked a drink we all like a fucking drink right just forget that all that happened and just focus on Jeff Hardy being Jeff Hardy the wrestler and give him a storyline today with the wrestling build up some beef with somebody because they attack him backstage and leave it at that. Aye, aye. There's there's a million different things they could have done. Like just had Seamus didn't like him because he's small. Seamus had the whole thing where he didn't like small guys and Jeff Hardy's I mean Jeff Hardy's a pretty big guy in fairness, but like compared to Seamus he still looks like a wee midget. Uh, so they could have just done that Jeff just didn't like or Seamus just didn't like Jeff. Or what they were doing the whole the whole Seamus and Jeff thing was Seamus was pissed off that Jeff was getting all this all these promos and all this attention before they came back. Mm-hmm. So just just have that be a storyline. Seamus is jealous of the attention he's getting. You don't need to bring I, up the whole drugs past. That's just unnecessary and it's boring and it's it's just another layer on top of a, what was pretty simple. Jeff Hardy gets too much attention. Jeff Hardy's old, he's been about for ages. Um I've been here, nobody's, getting, nobody's paying me attention, so I'm going to make everybody look at me by fucking beating up your hero, Jeff Hardy. Simple. Yeah, that would have made far much more sense. But as we said, don't talk about um, sense. But off the back of this, we eventually got um, the match that we didn't think we were going to get. We've got Jeff Hardy against Seamus. Aye. Backlash. Yeah, aye. So... That was what we we're going to get then. That was this was all leading to. So there we go. That may be a pretty good match. I mean, they're, they're both pretty good. Um, now we get a storyline. So hopefully it becomes some sort of mental chaotic no holds barred match where Jeff Hardy can jump off the fucking performance center roof or something like that. Yeah. Do I know something funny? Now yeah. you just you just said there that Seamus could be annoyed that Jeff Hardy's pure old and that, and then um, he's been around for ages. Seamus and Jeff Hardy are the same age. 
I know. As I said that, I kind of realised that, but Jeff Hardy's <laughs> been around for a lot longer. That's really um, weird, isn't it? That's really weird how Jeff Hardy has been around a lot longer than Seamus. Like, I mean, a lot longer than Seamus, and they're still the same age. <laughs> aye, aye. Aye, it's quite funny that, but Jeff started really young. I mean, you watch, like, the like, Jeff Hardy's debut, and he looks like a wee boy. I mean, he is a wee boy. Yeah, I don't know if he was 16 or 17 at the time. He lied about his age, actually, to get into the business, if I remember right. He said that he was like 18 and he was only 16 and he was taking like these big, massive bumps. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, so we go to the backstage area and Otis is walking hand in hand with Mandy. Legend. And they find Baron Corbin's crown and he's. Uh, what do you call that thing he puts around him? Cloak? Cape? Big cloak king. Yeah, um, always king shit. Um, just lying in a chair. I can only assume that Ban Corbin's went for a shite and he's just left all his stuff there because it's just it's just lying there. I can't um, understand that. I can't understand why he's just left it lying about. Uh, it's even if it's if they're in the locker room or something, or the, I don't know. But it's just it's just lying there or a random chair in the backstage area. So I, what I think is he's about to go out for his match. He's for oh, fucking busting for a shite. He going out, so he just dropped all his stuff. And you know, we've all been there. Um, so in my head, Bad Corbin right now is sitting on the toilet doing a big shite, and Otis and Mandy are walking past and they've seen his crown, and Otis puts it on, <laughs> which is pretty it's pretty funny visual. Um, and then they walk to the ring, and Otis just takes it. Otis just walks out with the crown, which is pretty funny. Um, cuts to Ban Corbin, obviously coming out and being like, "Where the fuck's my shit?" Um, goes, over. It, <laughs> um, goes over to some wee guy and is just like, "Where's my stuff?" And then he said, "Otis has got it." So they go out to the ring, and quite conveniently, they were having the match next anyway. So Otis comes to the ring, and then Ban Corbin comes to the ring. And then that's the match. Otis versus Baron Corbin, which I'm going to tell you right now, was probably the best Baron Corbin match I've seen in a long time. I it really was, liked this match. It was really good. And I don't know if that's <clears throat> a lot to do with Otis in terms of telling a kind of story and stuff like that. You can kind of get behind his storylines that we, we've said before. So maybe that's maybe that's helped a wee bit. But Corbin, Corbin was good as well. But I think we've said this a million times, haven't we? Corbin isn't that bad in the ring. He's he's just okay in the ring. He's a steady worker in the ring. It's just everything else running about it is about a pain in the ass. Aye, aye. And in fact, the thing I did like about this match, which really helped, is that it was quick. It was fast paced. Mm-hmm. It was just like two big guys hitting each other a lot. There wasn't a lot of like rest holds and stupid bullshit before it. Um, because even like Bad Corbin had Otis in the corner, he was doing like boxing punches to him and stuff. And I'm like, he doesn't like. We always hear on commentary that he used to be a boxer. They mention it quite a lot, but you don't really see him do that in the ring very often. Um, so he was doing a lot of like boxing stuff, which actually I thought might be good to like, work in his ring style a wee bit more. Let's see, like the Undertaker does a lot of like those strikes. Um, that sort of style. Um, it was good. It was fast paced. It was just two big guys fucking leathering each other for about five minutes. Uh, then Corbin goes to the side, says, give him a crown. He wants to walk away. Otis tries to stop him, so he picks up a chair, hits Otis with the chair. Uh, and it ends a DQ, which is a bit of a disappointment. But, you know what, man? I never thought I'd see this, but I'd, I'd watch this again. I'd, I'd see this at, at Backlash. The thing that scares me is this might lead to a match where Otis versus Corbin for the money in the bank briefcase. I don't. Um, Corbin wins the briefcase I mean it could be one of those because I don't see them pulling the trigger with Otis my favourite yeah. thing in this whole match was Otis's t-shirt 
and I really, really, really want one. Did you see what it oh, says? Steak body. Steak body. <laughs> <laughs> that I was class. I need that T-shirt in my life, mate. I would wear that everywhere. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't argue with that, can you? If somebody turns up, if a fat guy turns up with a T-shirt that says steak body, like, aye, fair, fair enough. enough. Guy just eats steaks, man. <laughs> so, I know that was funny. I'm keeping an eye on the, on the WWE shop to see if they sell it. They've got two just now. They've got the heavy machinery one that says ham and slam. I like that one. That's quite good. And they've got one that says body by steak, which is quite good, but it's a tank top. And fuck when I tanked up. So Aye. oh no, if you buy that at steak body t-shirt though, you think you get it cropped, like so your belly's hanging it. I know, but never doing that. I would. Oh no, that's no point in wearing it. Either is. It's fine. It's or just buy, just buy like an extra small one, so like it does that anyway because it's too small for you, so your belly just pokes it. I don't know the other day, man. I bought like a um, like a wee body warmer type thing, a wee chili thing, thinking that's going to be. It's going to be amazing. It was a Celtic one, right? It's one that Neil Lennon wears, right? It was doing the doing right. 30, 30 quid for 60 on the shop. And I thought, I'm buying that. Large, not a problem, because we only had large left. Bought it, doesn't fit. I'm heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. That kind of gets the zip up. So I might just get my T-shirt that says steak body and just wear it open. And then that way people know why it doesn't fit me. Aye, I mean, that's a very long way to do that. Or you could just take the, the body warmer back. Well, I can, but it's, as you know, the New Balance deal is running out now. So it was like the last remaining stock. So they only had large left. Ah, uh, see, right, okay. So they won't have anything else now. So it's just money back, which is heartbreaking. But anyway, we'll go back to the wrestling again. We'll stop talking about um, Scotland's Premier Football team. Um, so, aye, so Otis... Um, defeated Corbin by disqualification. Um, he, he basically hit him with a chair and he just didn't sell it, did he? <laughs> Not <laughs> so really. He, he just kind of didn't affect him. He was just like, okay, cool, bang, caterpillar. And then, well, uh, in fairness, I don't know if this was intentional, but he was hitting him in the stomach, in the belly with the chair. Mm. So maybe he was selling it because he's just like, that's just all meat, maybe. That's all steaks, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll move on next we've got well next we've got the Miz and Morrison <coughs> um, saying that they're they're kind of in a van it's one of these kind of old school American cop programs um, that's a where, stakeout van aye where they, they sit there with a big fucking thing that says oh we can listen to anything and actually they don't use it at all um, the whole night that kind of that voice thing where they can pick up conversations that happen a while away. John Morrison says he's got this and it's really cool. He can hear loads of things and then never uses it the whole the whole night. So that's interesting. Um, I'm thinking for this, mate. What we'll do is we'll just recap this full thing rather than having to go back and forward to it. We'll just recap this whole Miz and Morrison thing. Um, so they basically they done a stakeout the whole night, um, watching Baron uh, Baron Corbin, watching Braun Strowman going to make his life misery. Apparently, they were going to do loads of things to him, and I was kind of thinking what they're going to do. So it started off with his protein shake, um, which I thought was quite funny, because he was... See, okay, I thought this whole thing was funny. You do not. We spoke about this uh, off-air before we started. Um, I fucking hated this. I hated all of it. I had to watch this with my wife. She was in the room with me, so she doesn't really watch wrestling at all. So she was kind of looking at me. Um, 
And as this was going on throughout the night, she kept on looking over at me and being like, what the fuck are you watching? And it's one of those moments in wrestling that happens quite a lot where you're just sort of embarrassed to be watching the wrestling because you're watching utter shite. Um, I know that it was supposed to be like intentionally bad. Like the, the fact that it was so juvenile and so childish was kind of the point. It's sort of Miz and Morrison being fucking idiots. That's kind of, I get it. But it just wasn't funny. Um, the, the funniest thing about this entire fucking segment for me was Braun Strowman's haircut. I mean, what the fuck? Aye. You, you can quite clearly tell they don't have a stylist. Anymore. Aye. Aye, but, but is it, it's like a, a mohawk perm kind of thing. Surely he kind of got the house looking in the mirror and be like, I look good. It looks a fucking gimp. Uh, anyway, Braun Strowman shows up in his car. He's got this black muscle car. I don't know. Well, I don't know cars. Is a Mustang or something like that? I don't you know, think that's his car at all. No, that's clearly a car, right? Yeah. It looks like the car that Vin Diesel drives in the first Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> right. For reference. Um, anyway, Braun Strowman shows up in this car. Gets out, goes to the fucking kitchen with his protein shake steroids uh, and tries to put a bottle of water in it. I don't know if you put water in a protein shake. I have no idea how it works. Yes. Um, Okay, good. As you can tell, if you've ever seen what I look like, I've never had a protein shake in my life. I've just had a family shake. Or you could say you've had too many protein shakes. No, you're just pure built, man. We all know that's not true. Uh, Bill out a fucking jelly pancake. Um, so he puts something bought in a protein shake and for some reason <laughs> it, jelly it, pancake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I've never seen yeah, yeah, like you, you made aye. that up, didn't you? You made aye. that up in a spot, didn't you? Aye. aye, it's pretty good, isn't it? I'm sorry, aye. Feel free to use it. Put that in a t-shirt. Um, so I don't know how protein shakes work, right? But what have they put in that water bottle or in that that protein shake bottle to make it explode like that? Like, have they drugged them? Have they put like, some sort of chemical in it to make it fucking explode? Aye. One thing I, I, I didn't quite get about this. And how it, did they get to the protein shake? Well, I'm assuming Braun Strowman brought it away in his bag. So how well, did they manage to... That's what I was going to say. Anybody who has had a protein shake before knows that the people who go to the gym see these fucking big steroid brain cunts that go to the gym. They normally have their protein powder in their, their cup and then when they get to the gym they fill it up with water and then shake it then so as a, and maybe it's quite simple maybe WWE provide protein shakes I don't know maybe they've got protein shakes in cups oh, I fucking bet they do that you can just grab or fill a, fill the roids and then you basically just pick somebody and say here don't take that this week because you're getting done for a violation um, <laughs> that's how it works so that's how they, they do it they give somebody a shout I say you can tell if somebody performs shit one week you can tell that's probably a week to get tested for the wellness policy <laughs> and they've no touch the protein shakes provided by WWE remember um, Chris Masters um, that's a Trump. fucking that was a big steroid heat that one. I mean, Jesus Christ, and he had muscles on his muscles. It was just, he was built a fucking. Right. What's the opposite of a jelly pancake? You know what I mean? Guy was a tank, right? And then obviously he got done for steroids because, of course, he did. Um, and then he went away for a couple of years and done whatever. But then he came back a couple of years later. Do you remember that? Aye. And he was like half the size. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, he still looked pretty good, but you could tell that he toned it way down, man. And he just. Aye. Didn't look, it didn't look well because like when you're so built and you're so muscular and then you lose sort of all that weight 
even though he still looks good, but by comparison, he looks like a totally different guy. He came back as fucking crispy pancake. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. Um, so, I so Braun Strowman's protein streak exploded all over him. Miz and Morrison popped themselves as if it was the funniest thing they've ever seen in their life. I get it. It's supposed to be bad comedy, but I was just like, that's a shite. And then the next prank they do is, is this the, the gunge? No, this was a car. Next. Oh, no, sorry, the gunge next. Sorry, you're right, it was a gunge. You you take this one, because this was where I was just like, I fucking hate this show. So, Braun Strowman was standing standing backstage, getting interviewed by Kayla Braxton, um, and it kept cutting scenes while he was doing this interview, and Miz was saying to John Morrison, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you set it up properly? Have you got it all set up? He's like, yep, yep, done it perfectly. It's all set up. It's all good to go. And then he's like, okay, press the button now. And he presses the button, and Gunge falls all over Kayla Braxton's head. A little bit on Braun Strowman, but she gets covered in most of it. And Miz and Morrison are looking at each other like, I told you to put it left. He's like, I did put it left. He's like, that's stage left. And they end up arguing about stage left and normal left. While she's standing there raging, Braun Strowman's explained to her what's happening. He said, they've already pranked my protein shake. He said, this is Miz and Morrison, blah, blah, blah. She's fizzing. Um, and then she just storms off. But again, I thought this was quite funny. I, I like the fact that this is building up to a kind of thing later on that they're just taking the piss at him. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, again, I know what they're trying to do, but like, gungeon, like, that's just some fucking Nickelodeon bullshit. Um, Can you just Jack Bido? I just wasn't into it at all. I don't know if I was just tired because I didn't watch this late at night and I was just like, I'm staying up for this shit. <laughs> I want to see some wrestling. Uh, and also, the thing is, I don't care about anybody in this storyline either. I don't care about Miz Morrison. I don't care about Braun Strowman. I used to care about Braun Strowman when he was a monster, but now he's just had some gimp with a bad haircut. Uh, and he's fighting. He's fighting to fucking... He's fighting a tag team for the world title. You know what? Are they going to win it? So I just feel like this whole storyline's a bit of a waste of time and I'm just not into it at all. Aye, fair enough. Um, the next bit was good. The next bit was good because they had... Um, I don't know if this happened in between the gungeon or not, but Miz and Morrison basically came out and beat up his motor. Tandy's windies and his motor and stuff like that. And if anything's going to enrage you, it's going to be somebody tanning your windies on your motor. So Braun Strowman comes outside and this this fancy car that he's got, a Vin Diesel muscle motor, um, is all beaten up. <laughs> and we'll go back to when they done it. They told the security guard who was watching them, don't say a thing. Don't say a word. We never seen us, blah, blah. Braun Strowman comes across, where are they? And the guy grasses within about half a second. Like, he doesn't even take a fucking breath. He grasses <laughs> them in and says, they're in that van over there. Um, so Braun Strowman goes and does his usual Braun Strowman thing where he flips vans and stuff like that because he's so strong. No. Do I'm fine Aye, that's fine. But That's more like it. That's what I want to see Braun Strowman do every week. Doing insane shit where he's like flipping cars or using a grappling hook to pull down a fucking Titan Tron. Do you know what I mean? Like, just ridiculous, over the top feats of strength. Him looking like a monster. Um. The thing with the, the broke his car with the, the baseball bat and the, the golf club, I actually liked because it was actually something that a heel would do. Mm-hmm. It's destroy 
the face he's expensive fancy more so I was happy they'd done it and it was only true heel act and I suppose through the night they started off doing stupid stuff and I think the idea was that it was to progressively get worse throughout the night so they started being pure child- childish and then they got worse and worse to the point where they were just destroying his car but all they did was fuck away his drink which is just a mild inconvenience they they gun gunged to the wrong person, which fair enough. I got a wee bit on him. That's a bit annoying. Probably needs to wash them now. Uh, and that's that. That's the only two things they done before they they escalated it to breaking his car. Like if they would have done more things than that, it might have been better. But it's just like slight annoyances, and then they done his motor, uh, and then obviously he he decides just to. Flip the car, which was good. Um, the, o- the only sort of semi-interesting thing that happened, I would say. Aye. It's... I don't know, I, I wasn't... I wasn't as against this as, as what you are. I, I quite like this. I, I quite like having the, the wee bit of comedy finished off with something something mental. And it almost is as if they're trying to play around and stuff, and then he's eventually going... Boom, flip the motor, stop messing about, we're going to have a match. But, you know, we need to get in fight mode, almost, is, it, is the way I kind of take that. Aye, and hopefully next week will be the, the last, that'll be the go-home show before Backlash. So hopefully something interesting happens then, because right now, I don't care about this match at all. Um, so they need to do something to make it more interesting. So maybe Ms. Morrison will just show up next week and actually batter him, like maybe attack him from behind, maybe they'll use weapons or something and like, take him out like, and get more violent and more vicious and make it a bit more appealing because right now they're just been they're just acting like wee arseholes and that's that's funny for a wee while but like we don't take them as serious title contenders at this point jumps in aye anyway, so anyway so aye, we, aye sorry we, we move on so basically that was like a that that was a, a full show thing, so we've kind of summarised that, so we don't need to go back to it again. Um, but up next, we've got a match. Finally, we've got a match. Um, wait, wait, no, you, you missed something. You missed a very important detail. What was that? What was the sarcasm in my voice here? So there's a promo with Shorty G. Shorty uh, G's in the back, and then he's confronted, for some reason, by Mojo Rawley. I I could not have reached for the remote quicker because I was just like, I'm going to turn this off. I'll watch this at But I thought, right, I'll give it a second and see what's happening here. So, luckily, Cesaro and Nakamura attack Gable. Um, and then the New Day, for some reason, come and help him. So they all fuck off. Uh, and New Day help Gable eat his feet. Why? Why Mojo Rally? Like, I, I don't, why? I don't why? Understand. Why the fuck? Who thinks that putting Chad Gable and Mojo Rawley on my screen is going to make me watch this fucking show? Um, no offence to Chad Gable, but I I'm going to Shorty G versus Mojo Rawley. Chad Gable isn't the worst thing. Um, oh, he's he's good. His character is shite. Yeah. His gimmick is terrible. His name is terrible. His ring attire is terrible. Um, he's very talented. But what just, I find I'm, funny about the whole thing is that see even when people are doing this whole slagging off him slagging for being wee shite 
you can actually see that he does even care about that. <laughs> he just looks at him and he's like, right, okay, we get it. Next, move on. Heard it before. Next, next, next. Not interested. He just Aye. wants to fight folk. Um, so that leads to a six-man tag match that will happen later on in the night. Um, it's a sh- I don't know. I don't understand this. Why put these... Why put this together? There's There'll be a reason for it. There'll be a reason for why it happened. It'll probably just be a case of limited folk and you need to use folk and stuff like that or whatever uh, maybe I mean if you're using Mojo then you're scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel yeah. I hate that guy I hate Mojo Rolly I hate somebody him so somebody much made a good point they said so Mojo Mojo Rolly was was a heel when he came back to Smackdown and then when Gronk came back he kind of went face because Gronk was meant to be face get and then, to fuck Gronk but, was a face well, it was meant to be face. It was meant to just be the happy, I you know, the happy, funny, you know, go-to guy. And Mojo Rolly's best pal, and he meant to be having fun. And then all that happened with the 24-7 title getting taken off him again now. And we're just forgetting Gronk ever happened. And then Mojo's now back to being a heel. But there's been no, nothing in between those three appearances to change him so he's a heel the next time you see him he's a face and next time you see him again he's a heel again aye that just shows you they fucking gave up with him aye it's over I, I, I can't stand him I just everything about him it's just boring bland he's got a weird body type also like I don't know and his ring attire is weird like, he wears a man's singlet and then he remember he, for a wee while there he was like looking into a mirror and he was drawing mad shit in his face mm. Remember that gimmick? Get it down, it's fucking arse. He can't wrestle. He's an ex-football player. He does this, he does that, like that pounds tackle thing. Right. Um, that's it. That's all he's got. He's, which, which, if done well, can be a great move. It can be a very convincing move that you fucking throw somebody. Do you remember... Um, do you remember... Oh, God, I'm, I'm forgetting his name then. I feel terrible. Um, the guy in TNA who used to do the pounds, Monty Brown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He was in ECW, the WWE's version of ECW, remember? Back in the day. Um, he had a different name, I forget what it was. Uh, he used to do the pounds, he was a football player, but he was brilliant. Uh, and he worked in TNA, and he worked like, in the good TNA in like, 2005 with Smart Joe and AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and all that. Um, and that was his move. He was like, a football player and he used to do the pounds, it was called, and it looked quality. It looked great. Because like, Ma- he had hit it on Marcus- somebody like he just... Marcus Cotton. Marcus that's it. Yes, that's that's the one. Um, he he would do it, and like depending on who was taking it, they would bump as if like they'd been flipped around, as if a car had hit them, sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it looked really cool. So that that is a good move and a, a decent style. But uh, Mojo was just not got it. He's not got anything. He's got total what they call go away heat. Like every time he's on my telly, I just my my hand reaches for the remote instinctively. Because I'm like, fuck this guy. I hate him. I hate him so, so much. Aye. Aye, shit, man. No time for Mojo Rally. It's just a total, total jobber. I was I was going to say when you're talking about his look earlier on, because yeah, and he's bald. He didn't. reminded me of something, mate. Um, you shaved your head this I week. Did. I did. Fucking send it on. How does it feel, mate? How does it feel? Um, it feels good. I feel I feel literally lighter. I feel like I've lost weight. You don't realise. Because I've never had hair before. Like, I've always, throughout my life, had a skinhead, right? 
I'd obviously had a wee woke up when I was a wee guy because everybody goes through the bowl cut stage. Um, but ever since I was like in primary school, just had a skinhead. My mum just always gave me a skinhead. I think she just didn't want to pay for me to go to the barbers or whatever. <laughs> um, and it's easier just to give me a number one. Don't need to worry about healthcare pro- like, he- uh, hair care products. Don't need to worry about what special shampoos or whatever you use. Skinhead. Just simple, right? So, for years, sorry, my microphone just got knocked over there. For years and years and years, I always had a skinhead, and when I got a wee bit older, I'm talking like 18, 19, I started to get a bit independent, I guess. I thought to myself, what would that look like with hair? Like, I've never had hair before, I've just always just found it easier to shave my head. I'm just going to let my hair grow out. So, for a couple of years, I just didn't shave my head and just had hair. And it, was, and it was really odd and then we um, that is to say me and you kind of lost touch for a few years remember mm-hmm. I didn't say lost touch we went to college together and then you left and I said on a year and then randomly one day you text me being like right mate <laughs> what day this radio show um, I did that I did that to be fair I'm, I'm weird like that uh, no but like I, I did as well I hadn't noticed um, and then I was like aye no bother so we went and met each other and did I have hair at that point? Um, n- no, you never had hair at that point. It was it was later than that. You started then growing your hair again, and I was just like, "When are you shaving your head?" I'm like, ah, I, I don't know, soon. And then, you'd gone a bit. I mean, for about two years, the last two or three years, you've been saying to me, "Mate, you need to shave your head." Ah, you do. You don't. <laughs> do you ever get somebody? Do you ever get a person who just doesn't suit hair? Like you see certain guys that just don't suit having hair. Like Scott Brown doesn't suit having hair. Ah, that's right. Yeah, you're, you're like Scott Brown. You don't suit having hair. Ah, uh, that's true. Because I, I agree with you. Because like, once I shaved my head, um, yesterday, well, not yesterday, but on Friday or whenever it was, I done it. I looked in the mirror and I thought, "Aye, that's that's right. Well, that feels right." Yeah, do you know what I mean? And even my wife, who my wife liked the hair better, um, because she thought that like without the hair, it looked a bit like a Ned, which, in fairness, is kind of true. Um, nah. But when I shaved my head, she kind of looked at me and she thought, "Aye, you're taking a suit though, didn't you?" I was just like, "Fucking yes, I suit it." And I've got, I've got, I've got a big round head anyway, a big bald head. So bald heads are fine, no. Bald heads are fine with baldies, no. Aye, I know. Aye. Usually, it, it, it looks natural. A bald head, where where round head looks not looks fine. One person listening to this gives a fuck about my hair. I just realise I do apologise that we're talking about my hair. You Does don't it? care about it. Doesn't so matter. <clears throat> see it, he's going to tweet a photo of his big bald round head at right right tweets things go and have a wee look at him give him a like tell him that he looks he looks great and if you um, want I'll, I'll tweet you other photos as well on my only fans yes but <laughs> <laughs> just pictures of my head oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> just for different angles 15 quid a month just to see your bald head for different sides yeah. I'll do a video of myself shaving it for you just a few but I just a few photos you could collage together but you need to pick out which one's the willy <laughs> <laughs> there you go I, I they've all got stubble <laughs> ah, exactly. oh. anyway back to the wrestling um, next up we've got a match in. like I was saying Lacey Evans um, going up against Sonya Deville it's a rematch from, from last week um, one thing that happened in this and I don't know if it's because I was tired Right, so Lacey Evans came out first and she, she kind of got near the ring and then Sonia Deville came sprinting down the ring, 
hit her across the back of the head and like <clears throat> knocked her into the steps. I'm not gonna lie, mate. I fucking shit myself <laughs> when Sonia Deville. I see because I was just watching it, expecting her to make an entrance, and then Sonia just comes fucking flying out of anywhere. <laughs> I jumped in my skin. <laughs> I actually watched it. Oh no, a flying lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, I I bricked it. Absolutely bricked it. I was like, Jesus Christ, was she comfy? Uh, I think you were tired. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been. I must have been tired, but I, I did get a fright. Like, Aye. do you know what I mean? You get a fright randomly, and then you, all of a sudden, like five minutes later, you feel a wee bit sick. Yeah, aye. I, that was me. I felt just a little bit sick, just sitting on the couch. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to wait. <laughs> that was that, that was scary. <laughs> Ah uh, well, anyway, if you went a shape bag like me, you watch this match. Um, Lacey comes down, Tony attacks her, um, and that's how the match starts. We go to a commercial, come back, and the match is underway. I said this last week, and I'll say it again. I really, really like these two together. Yep. Um, I think they've got good chemistry. They put on another good match. This match was a bit longer than the one they had last week, uh, and in my opinion, this match is better. Um, I was good match. Um, there was a weird moment. Don't know if it was intentional or not, where um, the referee takes a really weird looking ref bump. Where um, I think Lacey tries to float over the top to do like a sunset flip sort of thing and hits like the referee in the leg. And the referee goes down holding his leg, saying that he's hurt. Which, and I thought, right, okay, that's that's just a, that's just a ref bump. He's, he's obviously at it, that's just part of the, the show. But then the referee calls for another referee to come down and check on him, mm-hmm. and then they just put a new referee in on, in his place. I I think that was I think that was real. That I think he genuinely did hurt himself because if it was a ref bump, you know what it was like with ref bumps. Refs aye, something would have happened. Aye, something happens while he's down, or refs don't ever go down and like hold their leg and tell folk to get back to the corners and stuff like that. The ref if he gets hit, gets knocked out. They get hit in the fucking big toe and they get knocked out. Aye, usually aye. it's weird but even then I thought right, something's going to happen here they're going to wherever the referee's getting checked on something's going to go down or maybe Mandy's going to come out or, or you know something's going to happen mm-hmm. but now they just put a new referee in there and the match continued with a new referee aye. the only thing that happened is that Sonia attacked Lacey when she wasn't really expecting it to like get advantage but that's just a normal heel move that wasn't it and it was, was a big massive moment in the match aye um, could, I, could could be wrong, I could be wrong but I, I reckon that was I reckon that was real I reckon that was aye. a genuine genuine injury for the ref there what what looked a genuine injury to me there was a really fucking nasty looking bump that um, Lacey took where um, Sonia gave her a sort of a neck breaker or like a shoulder breaker from the apron to the outside by the way it fuck it looked fucking sore by the way so uh, sore um, and then she Lacey I think was bleeding as well I don't <laughs> know if there was blood um, and she threw her into the steps it was cool I mean it looked that's what I'm saying these two have got real good chemistry because if it wasn't real or sorry if it wasn't like a real bump and it never hurt her at all she sold it really well and it made Sonya look like a fucking menacing heel because she's re- ready to like properly hurt her opponent sort of thing <laughs> Um, I don't know, I just really like these two together. This is the best, easily the best Lacey Evans match I've seen. Aye. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lacey Evans, to be fair, I have been. Like, I, I think she's quite good. Um, even when she was in NXT and stuff like that, she was a, a great deal in NXT. Sorry, I'm having difficulty with my mic there. I was, I, was, I was going to say, you alright there, mate? <laughs> um, I was coughing. 
So I was trying to take my headset off to do a big cough and put it back on. Ah, okay. You need KSL. And you and your headphone, mate. You uh, can just I need turn new, off. I need a new setup here. Aye. Uh, but it's fine. We're, we're working through it. Aye, very good. Bye, so big fan of Lacey Evans, big fan of Sonia Drill. Great match. I thought last week's match was good and it started a good a good storyline. Um in this one as well. The the only thing I don't I didn't like with this though is I feel like they're going to ruin it with Mandy Rose getting involved. So Mandy appeared on the on the video screen to distract uh Sonia and it kinda left her open and she got hit with a women's right, pinned victory for for Lacey I, I just I, I would rather they just moved away from this Mandy thing yeah um, I thought they were done with it to be honest so and also it was a weird thing that Sonia Deville the heel is the one that gets distracted by Mandy Rose the face for Lacey Evans the face to win it should have been the about like it should be the heel that's taking the advantage of the distraction to pin the baby face True. I'm saying it's just, it's just weird. It was a weird tactic, um, and I, I don't know why they're keeping this going with Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. Um, I thought it was sort of overdone with. It was done. It was. And finished. I'm not quite happy. Like I would much rather watch Lacey Evans versus Sonia Deville than watch Mandy Rose versus Sonia Deville in a match. I, I reckon what might happen is um, they'll put Lacey Evans into this feud somehow. I reckon. Triple threat. triple threat at one point she'll be like I don't need your help blah blah I don't need you to get involved etc then she'll have some kind of beef with Mandy but a bigger beef with Sonya and uh, that's, that's exactly how I see it going it's typical WWE bullshit you can't just let two folk have a good storyline that's going you need to ruin it with something and that's what they're doing they're, they're ruining it by adding in Mandy Rose who adds absolutely nothing to Aye. that to that feud this new feud of of Pushing. They're overbooking it. They're overbooking it as the expression. So, anyway, after that, um, we have a vignette for Matt Riddle, um, who's still to debut on SmackDown. They never said when. Usually, they show these video packages and it says, you know, Matt Riddle coming in next week or coming in two weeks or something. Mm -hmm. But it never gave a time. It just said Matt Riddle coming to SmackDown. It was very vague. So, it could be next week, it could be the week after, it could be after Backlash. We don't know. So, you know how I said to you um, last week they're going to fucking have Kurt Angle managing Matt Riddle? Yes. Did I send you this? Kurt Angle done an interview and they said, WWE has offered me a job to manage him. Unfortunately, I turned it down due to a few different reasons, but I would have loved to manage him. It just wasn't the right time. Uh, uh, so, that's, that's a red flag right away. They yeah. want him to, ha- to have a manager. Which means that they don't trust him speaking, that's the way I see it. Or maybe, I mean, I'm trying to think about it this way. Maybe they want him to have what Brock Lesnar's got and Paul Heyman, where he's just this fucking monster who has somebody speaking for him. But Matt Riddle, as we know, has got a fucking great personality. And isn't he a monster? Well, he is a monster in the ring, he's a fucking beast when he like gets going, but like the point is he's... He's such a likeable guy, mm-hmm. well, I think anyway, who can just turn into a monster. But you know, but the thing is, Kurt Angle would have been a he would have been a face manager. Uh, Kurt I Angle know. wouldn't have played a heel manager. So 
I don't even think that would have worked either. It wouldn't have worked anyway because Kurt Angle's not good on the microphone anymore. Which is a shame because he was one of the best ever. Like in his prime, Kurt Angle cut the best promos. Um, but he's just, he can't even speak anymore. Like I've said this before, he just doesn't look healthy, he doesn't look well. He's got a sort of lisp when he talks now. Um, he's not imposing physically, so you're just sort of looking at this frail old guy who used to be great. Yeah, kind of just well. When I see him anyway, when I see Kurt Angle on my screen, I just feel a wee bit sad. Aye, I, I feel quite sad that the, the memory of what Kurt Angle used to be like. I see that match you had with Bad Corbin at WrestleMania, his retirement match. I was just the whole way through. It, I just felt a wee bit uncomfortable. I was just like, this shouldn't be his retirement match. Aye, he shouldn't really be wrestling. To be perfectly honest, his retirement match should have been the match he had with Ronda Rousey, the the tag team match the year before. Mm-hmm. He could just have called that his retirement match and that would have been good because it was a great match. Aye. But it just, aye, it wasn't a... In fact, I know this is totally off topic and it doesn't mean anything, but see when he was wrestling with that wee stupid American wanking glove. I was literally about to say, he, he, the fact that he had to commit wrestling mittens was just the fucking... What was that all about? Why did he have to wear them? I don't know, he must have had fucked up fingers or something like that. He's got like, some sort of arthritis or something. Has to be some sort of, it was some... weird, I. And it looked stupid. It didn't even look cool. It was like this big stupid American flag he had on his wrist. See, maybe it was just black. Like I just have a black wrist pad, like, or a glove. So let's see, the Undertaker wears those MMA gloves. Aye, something like that may have been alright, but he just aye. Anyway, cut and go. I'm glad he's not on the TV anymore. I, I feel sad to say that because he's one of the best of all time. But it's like seeing Bret Hart. Remember Bret Hart came back and he had that match with Vince at WrestleMania 26. Uh, and Bret Hart came out wearing shorts and a t-shirt and he just looked like shit and him and Vince were just rolling about these two old men obviously Bret fair enough had had a stroke and stuff so his health isn't good um, but it just oh it was just embarrassing to see him you're kind of cringing while watching it it's funny because you say that you go obviously he had a stroke so his health isn't the best don't fucking wrestle then like ah, see, if you, see if you don't think that you can do yourself justice by going in the ring don't fucking do it just stay away like don't ruin your your legacy don't have because I mean Bret Hart one of the greatest of all time but now we're having a conversation about that time Bret Hart made an arse so like that, that conversation should never need to happen but it has uh, but you know it happens to them all man I mean even Undertaker recently it's had some matches I mean that match with Goldberg was just embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, Kane even you know we remember a couple of weeks before the Royal Rumble Kane came out and he, his tit was hanging out his singlet and all that remember his big <laughs> tie was hanging out uh, and we were just like oh Kane man what the fuck and you know what happened Shawn Michaels when he came back that's out there he'd be a match with the shaved head and he was in like a weird bra on his head um Ah, just, just one big boob head. Ah, yeah, and the whole Triple H versus Sting at WrestleMania, which in fairness, Sting was so it's fine to me. Him and Triple H could have had a great match, but they just overbooked the fuck out of it. And then they had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and X Pac and all that came out, mm. and and uh, New Age Outlaws and that. And it's just you're kind of like, let these old fucks die. Do you know what? Do you know, do you know why Steve Austin is the greatest of all time? Because he's never Cause come he's, back. He just retired. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I've hurt my neck. I'm not coming back. End of. I'll come back to drink some beer and dish out a few stunners and have a wee party. But I'm not going to wrestle because I can't put on a good wrestling match anymore. And I don't want people's memory of me to be that one match when I was ten years past it or twenty years mm-hmm. past it. Which is kind of funny as well because we're obviously seeing that. But every time The Rock comes back, and that's probably a testament to how good The Rock is. We never think that about The Rock. 
I mean, that's because he stays in shape. That's because, that, like, that's what I mean. And he uh, left because he he chose to leave because he found success in Hollywood. Like, he never left because of an injury. Mm-hmm. He never left because of a drug problem. He never left because the doctor said that he couldn't wrestle anymore. Like Steve Austin broke his neck, so can he do it anymore? Um, Bret Hart had a stroke and had other things happen to him, so he couldn't do it anymore. Fair enough. Um, Shawn Michaels had a great career, but when he retired, obviously, you know, he stopped taking care of himself, The Rock. Obviously, if you've seen any of these fucking videos that he puts on Instagram, I have at the gym. Fucking is bigger and stronger than he was when he was a wrestler. Mate, his videos are fucking crazy, aren't they? Aye, aye. Like, see aye. stuff that guy eats a day and then works out. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, how do you do that? How did we go on it? Oh, I were talking about Kurt Angle. Sorry. I cut Angle. Oh. So I cut Angle again. Had to, I mean, he had these issues with like, drug problems and the painkillers and all that. So he was, you know, get done for drink driving or driving under the influence and stuff. So, you know, there was that kind of period where he was the best in the world. Like, see, like, 2006, 2007, he was like the wrestling machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and he was great. He was brilliant. And, then, and TNA was good for a long time. And TNA, I think, is when he started to get in his sort of description drug habit and then you seen him getting skinnier do you remember sort of skinny cut angle on TNA where his eyes were all sunken and he had like a beard Aye. But it, wasn't, it wasn't like a cool beard it was like a he's no been home he's shaving a couple of days kind of because I never really watched TNA so I'd, I, I seen bits of it but I never properly watched it if it was on fucking challenge or something like that I'd fire it on yeah. and see what's happening but I didn't watch it week to week so the next time I properly seen Kurt Angle like after WWE was at ICW at the Hydro when they fought Joe Coffey yes and I remember seeing him coming out and I thought what the fuck has happened to Kurt Angle like he didn't, he didn't look that impressive that night either I mean it, the match was still fine he was still able to do it he, he was a lot better than he is now but I feel like that was the start of when you were noticing. Aye, aye the decline was, was definitely happening at that point. Aye, aye I, I feel like that's when you noticed. It was the same as when Rey Mysterio um, fought uh, Kenny Williams as well yeah. at the Hydro. Like, that's when Rey Mysterio was going through his path where he thought that's him going down. And fair play to Rey, he's actually turned around now. But at that point, I remember him. Did he, he missed his cue he came out or something like that or he played his tune he wasn't there and he had to play it again and he was he came out and he just looked quite fat as it well was, but there was a there was a period in time there which Remy C.O. done exactly the right thing when he left and got better and then came back like a lot mm-hmm. of people just stay you can't really recover on the road because you're constantly wrestling every night you're travelling every night you don't get to go home and just lie down and take care of yourself maybe I believe it's his knees that are fucked I don't know if it's one of them or both of them mm-hmm. he, had, he had to get knee surgery but he kept on putting it off or he would get surgery but then come back too early so it wouldn't fully recover so what Remy Cedo did is he just left for a couple of years worked on his knee just waited until it got better so that when he did come back he'd, he'd let it recover fully Yeah. So, that's, so he was able to lose weight and Getting into shape, it was doing the Odindy show and stuff, um, and he just worked on much lighter schedule so that he could be better. So when he came back to WWE, he was fully healed. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just either stay there for the money, uh, or they try to rush themselves back quickly because they don't want to be out of the spotlight for too long. Mm-hmm. So, but I uh, cut and go. I think definitely should have left. He was it was in WWE, then he left because of drug problems. Then he went to TNA, and the first couple of years in TNA were great. 
but he should have left TNA a lot sooner and got himself better. But whereas he stayed with it and just progressively got worse and worse. And Ten point. Ten point. Now he's probably ruined himself. Aye, now he doesn't look. He can't even stand up straight. It's quite sad. Anyway, Matt um, Riddle has come to SmackDown. That's pretty much it. Matt Riddle's come to SmackDown. Um, after that, um, we've got a face to face with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Um, Brian eventually convinced Styles after him getting wide to give Drew Gulak an opportunity. Not gonna lie, mate, I was buzzing, and I, I never expected this to happen. So, even they they said it, I was like, "Yes, Gulak against Styles, I'm in for that." Yeah, aye. So um, they have a pretty good promo. Well, Daniel Bryan does. He gives a really good and passionate promo about how he wants to be a fighting champion, how he wants to prove that he's the best and he wants to fight the very best week in and week out. All that sort of babyface stuff that you'll hear. A good promo, like generic kind of, but like what he was saying made sense. Mm-hmm. It goes along with his character perfectly fine. AJ Styles says like, no, I'm not going to give people handouts if people want a shot at my title when I'm champion, they're going to have to earn it. Which is, makes sense for a heel, just to be kind of cowardly. I'm not going to give everybody a title shot mm-hmm. unless they're the best. So, fine. AJ Styles kind of lost himself a wee bit in this promo. Like he was kind of... He repeated himself a few times. I think he sort of forgot his lines. Kind of thing. Didn't he? It wasn't too convincing. Aye, <laughs> yeah. I, I did notice that. Aye, but it, I mean, it was fine. He, he got through it, but he sort of stumbled a wee bit. Um... But anyway, he says basically, like, I don't give handouts, but I'll give a handout tonight to prove that I'm not a fucking coward, basically. So if you want me to give a handout, I'll fight your boy, Gulak, if you want. So that's what happens. Gulak comes out to the ring. I think it's right after AJ and the match just starts. Mm-hmm. Um, really good match, as you'd expect. A bit, bit too short for my liking. I'd like to see them fight for longer, but obviously it's TV. They've only got a certain amount of time. Um I thought a pretty good match. Um, AJ Styles goes for the Styles Clash. Um, Drew Gulak reverses it and rolls up AJ uh, for a win, surprisingly. If that doesn't tell you that Daniel Bryan's winning the title, then I don't know what will. I I think Daniel Bryan is the, the right choice to be the champion, but you never know. Um, however, there could be the whole Drew Gulak turns heel and attacks Bryan. In costing the title because Drew Gulak's kind of like I want my shot I beat AJ Styles how come you're getting a title shot sort of thing I, I don't know I'm just thinking out loud um, uh, it's possible I, I'd rather they didn't yeah me too but you know what it's like never done that, but... because they're doing it next week on Smackdown they're going to have AJ versus Brian for the title mm-hmm. which says to me that's not going to happen it's not going to be a clean finish because that sounds like a match that I would have put on Backlash yeah, like Bates make up the pay per view match, the title match. So I think they're going to have the title match in SmackDown, but it's not going to finish clean. I think Drew Gulak's going to get involved in some way, and maybe they'll make it a triple threat match at Backlash: Gulak versus AJ versus Brian, possibly. That'd be good. I, d- I don't know, uh, but I just I, put it this way: next week SmackDown, don't expect that match, that title match, to finish cleanly or happen at all. I don't happen at all. I, I so something I think is going to go down. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it's a win over over Styles. I'm liking that he's getting a push. No, especially because we thought he was gone a couple of weeks ago. He's getting a a slight push and picking up these big wins. Um. 
after that, I just made official. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus is on for for Backlash. Um, after that, the tag team match get New Day and Shorter G um, up against Nakamura, Cesaro, and Mojo Rawley. Um, do we care about that match? No. No. Well, see, to be honest, I never watched it because this was the point in the night where I went and took a piss and then I got caught a drink and got a wee snack for myself and then I sat down and I seen Kofi pinning uh, what's his face Mojo. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see them. I didn't see them. I seen the, like the first minute of it. And then I went and done other things and came back and I saw the finish. So I don't know yeah. what happened and I like, usually I'll just rewind it. But I thought, do you know what? I didn't miss it. I'm sure okay. that's fine. I don't the, care. The, the only thing again I, I would point out and we said this last week with the the Battle Royal um, Shorter G Chad Gable he was looking good again like I, I just really wish they would take this guy more seriously put him back in a tag team and just have him be a tag team again like even I'll take Jason Jordan back at this point well, he and, is there he's ah, yes. I don't know what he's doing is he working backstage he's a producer now he, he was injured he was injured for a while I think he had like a long term injury so maybe he's just there's no need for him to come back just now I don't know if he's properly healed or not yeah um, but he's he's doing stuff anyway but I bring him back put the two of them together and get American Alpha going again they were a cracking tag team brilliant and tag team this is a t- total waste of two guys that you've got on your on your right. roster that just don't use them and and what they're designed to do, they're designed to be fucking tag team wrestlers. And you've got yep. one, you've got one who I he's in a tag team on this match, but he's pretty much on his own, um, getting slagged off because he's a wee guy. And you've got another one fucking carrying Jeff Hardy a bit. I know. So something has to happen. I he needs a, he needs a change. He needs a gimmick change. Um, shortage just isn't working. Yeah, it's just not working. Simple as that. Super. Um, so after that, we get the main event, get the women's tag team match. Um, did I miss anything in between? Don't think I did. No. Uh, well, we had uh, this is where uh, Braun Strowman flipped the car, but we've already cool. covered that. Right. So we've covered that. So main event time, women's tag team championship. We get Bela and Sasha Banks get up against the champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, I'll, mate, I'll just say it. We've got new women's tag team champs. Yep, um, I think that's a great decision. Do you think? Um, I do. I for for a couple of reasons. One, this is going to be a long term story between Sasha and Bailey. I think that it's going to be a long time yet before they break up. I think they're going to take it slowly. So, I think that I just think that Sasha and Bailey are a lot more interesting than Nikki Cross and. Alexa Bliss don't get me wrong I love Nikki and Alexa individually I don't really like them as a team to be perfectly honest with you like I like Nikki Cross on commentary cheering for Alexa that's mm. hilarious but like I just I don't know I just don't they've not got any good opponents to fight I think that's the thing as well they've got the Iconics Sasha and Bailey, and the Kabuki Warriors but even then Ask is the, the women's champion over on Raw right now, so she's not doing that tag team thing anymore. But uh, Kyrie Zane's trying to fucking stay alive after fighting Dia Jax week in, week out. <laughs> so, like, I just think alive. that the story was really good here. First of all, I know I say this every single week, but I'm going to say it again. Bailey is fucking class. I hate her, she's, she's my favourite. She's, she's my favourite right now on SmackDown. She's doing my 
No, exactly. She's so good at being her character right now. She's totally, totally into her own character. She's a total heel. She's annoying, but she knows she's annoying, and she she plays up to it so well. It was a great moment where after she wins the titles, and she goes over, she goes over to Colin Corey, and she's she can't pick up her arms because she got so much gold, and she, <laughs> she can't lift it. She's like, oh, it's too heavy. I've got too much gold. Um, it's great, and obviously the more annoying she is, the more you sort of feel like Sasha fucking smasher sort of thing. Like you want Sasha Banks to turn on her, and she will eventually. Uh, I think that's another thing you have to wait for it to happen in front of a crowd because when it does happen it's going to be amazing it reminds me of remember when Becky Lynch finally turned heel and she snapped and just started kick fuck out of Charlotte mm-hmm. at SummerSlam that's where the sort of Becky Lynch push first started that was amazing um, aye and the crowd went mental for it I don't think it's going to be quite as big as that but I think when Sasha finally does fucking snap and take Bailey out the crowd will go mental for it if they build it well enough because Bailey's so good you know, at being a pure arsehole. Um, even there's a moment in the ring where uh, Sasha Banks has got, uh, I think it's Nikki in the, no, it's Alex, I think, in the bank statement. But she's not the legal man, not the legal woman. So Bailey kicks her out of the ring. Aye, but like, it was also, also because Bailey tagged herself in when Sasha didn't want her to. Aye, I know, exactly. So adding to it, so she tags herself in the ring, Sasha doesn't want to, so there's a wee bit of descent there. And instead of like, like even pulling her off she sort of kicks her she sort of boots her out of the ring as if like, get the fuck I'm legal man sort of thing and Sasha looks raging obviously mm-hmm. and you're thinking oh fuck here I go they're going to fucking start right now so it's a good tease right there and then like two minutes later Sasha gets back in the ring and wins the match for the team so once again Bailey gets another title that she never really won like Sasha done the work like Sasha got the win yeah and Bailey nearly nearly that's it Aye, and Bailey's but she's celebrating as if it was all her kind of thing. Because mm. like, even I think she was running around the ring at one point. I think I may have had this right, and she was going like, I did it. <laughs> Aye. Which is quite good. Um, you know, mate, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something here which I, I don't think I've ever done on this show. You've, you've convinced me. Aye. You've, you've won me over, mate. You've convinced me with that, that speech there. I'm Aye. I'm sold. I'm sold, mate. I'm sold. Yeah, but are you a Bailey fan now? I'm not a Bailey fan now, but I'm a fan of this decision now. You've you've convinced me that this was the right decision. Aye, I think I think so. Well I think, done, mate. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So I was imp- that was impressive. I'm not gonna lie, that was impressive that you done that. Normally I'm I'm a bit stubborn, but no. Yeah, change, man. The only thing that the only thing that I don't I don't agree with on it is What's going to happen with that storyline with the Iconics now, over in Raw? Like, you had two storylines going side by side there. If anything, that was actually more of the storyline than this one was. You know, you, you had a story going there between the two teams, and now... I guess maybe Backlash will have... Because Bailey doesn't have an opponent yet. Bailey's not really involved in any storyline, so maybe Backlash will be like a, a triple threat tag match. Mm. The Iconics versus... You know, and, and they just... Basically, they just do what they always do. They overbook it. They'll just put all of them in it together. Maybe. We'll I, I'm calling it right now. I'm going to call it Backlash, the Iconics versus uh, Alexa and Nikki versus Bailey and Sasha for the titles. Um, and maybe even Bailey and Sasha will drop the titles. That Backlash might not even hold it for that long. But when they do drop the titles, they'll drop it in some sort of controversial fashion. Like, it'll be Sasha's fault. 
or no actually with Sasha's fault probably Bailey's fault but then Bailey ended up blaming Sasha or something like that do you know what I mean like mm, they'll, drop, they'll, they'll drop the titles to somebody and that'll cause them to start fucking arguing like, I can't believe you cost us the titles blah 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 and one of them's going to snap on another one aye I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to that because I, I don't um, like I said I'm not a Bailey fan like, I don't like this this new Bailey she does a couple of wee things that that convinced me and I'm like ah, do you know what she might actually be alright and then she does other things and I'm just like oh, I cannot go you I can't go you at all man and obviously that's what she's meant to do that's the whole point uh-huh. but bye we'll see so that's us mate we're at the end of the end of Smackdown that's a long show this week mate that's a long uh, show uh, maybe some editing required maybe not maybe it was just it was just that good I mean sometimes uh-huh. sometimes the bigger the better it's all it's all gold content mate the whole that show is. was just gold um, I, I think that show went pretty well it went a lot better than last week's show I would like to well, apologise if you're still listening to you've got no great and wins this week aye, um, aye last week's recording was about a nightmare we've done it at night time um, on the Saturday night I believe I just watched Smackdown so I think we started recording at about 11 o'clock at night aye. Then about half an hour into it, my child decided to get up. So I was up trying to, in between segments of the podcast, get up and trying to put her down for a sleep. Then came down speaking for about 30 seconds and came back upstairs. It was just a total disaster. So I think this has been a lot better. We've done it on a Sunday morning. We're all fresh. We're fresh. We're good to go. We're ready to go. The right. challenge has been laid down with the Raw Report. So NXT TakeOver is on tonight. So I'm going to put this out this afternoon. So this will be out within within the hour anyway um, of, of finishing the recording. So this will be out Sunday afternoon. People will hear the predictions um, for NXT TakeOver. Just a wee recap. Ryan is picking the faces to win the women's tag team match. That's Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shossie Blackheart. He's picked Finn Balor to beat Damien Priest, Karen uh, Cross to beat Champa, Keith Lee to beat Johnny Gargano. Um, did you pick Charlotte Flair to, Adam, yeah. Yeah. to retain? And you picked Adam Cole to retain as well. So that's your picks going up against Ross. It's going to be 1 0 to the champions for it's a grand old show to be a part of mate thank you very much for picking them picking them winners tonight and giving us the 1-0 lead as of tomorrow morning up against the Raw Report you're very welcome and thank you listeners if you're still listening for tuning in the show next week we'll be another fucking belter and we'll be celebrating our first victory first of many victories to come We'll have some Eden Mill gin to celebrate. Yes. I, oh, oh. by the way, next week also, it's Ryan's turn to pick um, because next week is the go-home show for Backlash. Yep. So uh, next week's show, before Backlash, we'll have Ryan picking his choices for the Backlash card, which is yet to be determined. So, so far, we've got Seamus versus Jeff Hardy. We've got ages... No, actually, we don't have that yet. <laughs> we've got no. Seamus versus Jeff Hardy. We've got... Um, Miz and Morrison versus Braun Strowman. We've got Asuka versus Nia Jax. Is that official? I don't think so yet, but it will be. And we've got Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'm sure there's other matches. That's one of the things I can think of off the top of my head. But we'll have a, a decent card. There'll be a few. If anything, I reckon that you and Ross have got the easy one just now. 
with takeover. I reckon takeover is a wee bit easier to pick than the main roster just now. So Gil, Gil scoops this one this week because your, your picks are golden. They're going to win. I think I've got more of a challenge on next week. But when I come through that challenge and I put Mr. Jack Graham in his place. Then, second place. And, and the second place in the B spot, then... There'll be, there'll be nothing on it because think about it mate we've got this best of five series right we only need to win the first three and it's done I know I, I. next two like, will be like see, see when Celtic win the league and then you have those games after you've won the league where you just put all your reserve players out because who cares aye. that'll be the last two games or like close your way aye, exactly remember remember um, where Rangers beat Celtic then the last season but like the league was already won so it doesn't count yep a little bit like that. <laughs> no, no such thing. Didn't even matter. Aye, Aye, exactly. That doesn't count. It's no on the record books. Exactly. There's an asterisk beside it. There's an asterisk beside it. There's an asterisk beside that victory. And do you know what? There's not going to be an asterisk though. This victory in this best of five series. It's going to be yeah. champions, Ryan squared, up against the people. It's going to be a glorious victory, mate. Glorious victory. Exactly. Good night. Goodbye. Exactly. On that note, we will see you next week. Catch you.